Welcome to the Life of a Gentleman podcast, the number one podcast that motivates you to be your best with conversations about business, fashion, and living the gentleman's lifestyle. We interview the hottest influencers, content creators, and business owners. And ladies, we know you're listening. This show isn't just for the fellas. It's about living your best life. And now, here's your host, award-winning author, entrepreneur, and modern-day gentleman, Richard Taylor. Hey, Rich, let's start the show. Thank you for that introduction, and welcome to today's show. Everyone, please uh, be aware that today's show is one you do not want to miss. And I'm not just saying that. A lot of times, you know, you hear a podcast and people say, you don't want to miss that one. But this is real because on today's show, we are talking about a couple of subjects that I know you're interested in. We're talking about overcoming adversity, overcoming a struggle, and still deciding to have it inside of you to win and to overcome obstacles that are in your path. Uh, Let me set this up. Just imagine, if you would, being abducted, being uh, taken away, blindfolded, waking up in a garage and not knowing what to do or not really knowing where you are. It sounds like I'm setting up a plot for a movie, but actually this is a real scenario. This is a real situation that happened And our guest today overcame this scenario and she's come out on top. She's come out swinging and now she's giving back, helping other people. So you'll find out exactly how this transpired, how she got out of this situation and exactly why she believes that everybody, despite whatever adversity you're facing, can overcome it. So stay tuned for that. And then also for you entrepreneurs and business owners, you want to stay tuned as well because we're talking to somebody that's working in a business that's been around for about 40 years. So 40 years experience. Wouldn't you want to learn from somebody who's been in business that long? Of course, I can see you shaking your head right now. Of course you would. And so the reason we're talking to them is because longevity is definitely something to be cherished in business. It's it's hard for businesses to make it past a five-year mark, let alone four decades. And we're also talking fashion because what they do is create bespoke and handmade suits and shirts made out of some of the highest quality garments. They're based in Hong Kong. You might be able to catch them. They travel all over the world. I'm talking to somebody from Brandy and Co. Again, they are a true bespoke shop and we're not talking made to measure here. So if if there's a little uncertainty about bespoke versus made to measure, we're going to get that all cleared up. And also we're going to talk about how to build a sustainable business that's built to last. So there you have it, guys, a powerhouse show with practical things that you can apply to your business or your personal life and actually both because I know a lot of us are doing the side hustle thing and we want to be able to juggle it all. We want to be able to build something that's going to last, passing on to the next generation. But in order to do that, you're going to have to learn how to overcome those obstacles. So this show is going to tell you how to tackle that. Let's not delay any further. Let's get right into it. This interview is brought to you by Ace Mark Shoes, handcrafted Italian dress shoes from the factory to your doorstep. Ace Mark Shoes is the perfect shoe for the distinguished gentleman that's looking to really step up their shoe game. You will be blown away by the quality and also the comfort of their shoes. And don't forget, 
you get free shipping and free returns from Ace Mark Shoes. Check them out on Instagram at Ace Mark Shoes or acemarks.com. And now it's time for this week's segment of the Gentleman's News. Exclusive interviews with exceptional people discussing all things gentlemen, from business to fashion to lifestyle, industry leaders, authors, and more. This is the Gentleman's News. Guys, welcome to the interview portion of the show. And this week we have an amazing guest with a story of triumph. I would like to welcome Sharon. She is the founder of Launch Your Creativity. This is an entrepreneurial event for women. She's also an identity coach, and she has a book coming out very soon called The Girl in the Garage. And you may be wondering what that means and what that's all about, but you will find out in just a moment. Sharon, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Rich. I'm so excited to be with you. Glad you could join us. You know, I I gave just a little bit of a description right there at the beginning. And Mm -hmm. I I did forget to mention that uh, you you know a lot about stress and overcoming it. You know, um, I kind of I teased it a little bit by saying, you know, your upcoming book, The Girl in the Garage. Set mm-hmm. set that up for us. What what does that mean? Because when you hear that, you you almost think it's a fiction book, like a thriller, but this is actually right. a real life events, correct? Yes, it, it is my my true story of overcoming the unthinkable. So when I was sixteen, I went to a Halloween party, and I was handed a drink. I was not handed the drink by a guy. So this is what's very interesting. And it was about 8.30 in the evening. I went into the the powder room and I remember thinking, I am so tired. I just need to lay on the floor for a moment. And I woke up seven hours later in a garage at another location. So it was very traumatic. Um, But what happened after that was really what caused a bigger portion of the trauma, and it was because I did not receive any type of um, emergency medical services or any legal support or even um, any type of emotional support from my family. So I walked away believing that I just had no value. And that became my identity was that I was, I had no value and that I was a throwaway. So that's, that's the backdrop of the story and why I say it's so important to believe truth about yourself. Yeah. You know, just the fact that, that you're here talking to us right now is really a testament to your faith, but I'm, I'm curious, how did you get out of that situation and what were the next steps you mentioned you didn't have much support did people just not Mm -hmm. believe your story because there's a lot of that going on in the media right now which is very unfortunate right well no actually it it wasn't the case that I wasn't believed it was the case that I didn't even tell Um, I see so when I woke up uh, I you know, stumbled to my feet and got my bearings and realized where I was. And um, But I didn't know where I was. I just knew that I was in a different location. Um, my assailant drove me home. And by now it was going on 4 o'clock in the morning. And my parents were asleep. The front door was locked. And the police... 
two, three. So the door was locked and the lights were off and I had to wake my parents up to get, get in the door. And um, I'll never forget my mother opening the door and she just stood there and looked at me and didn't say anything. She didn't ask me, you know, where, where have you been? What happened? I mean, I don't know who parents that way, but I think I would have been worried sick if my 16-year-old daughter was out until almost four in the morning. But um, it was never discussed. And that was part of the reason why I believed that uh, I had no value and that it didn't matter. The only thing that was said was the next day I was very, very sick. And the comment was made, well, I guess you learned your lesson. Mm. So I think that the, the, this is very common is that these kind of things happen and that there's so much shame around the scenario is um, we don't tell. We become voiceless, and that voicelessness continues into into other areas of our lives. Yeah, I can see where so, that um, I can see where that caused yeah. trauma. Yeah, that caused a lot of trauma yeah. in your life. But you yeah. know, lo- looking at your story, it, it looks like you tried to bounce back. I mean, you you did to an extent. Um, I believe you went on to have a, a modeling career and established a international wholesale line. Uh, how did that go for you, and what were the challenges there with with those career paths? Well. What's very interesting is um, I put on the mask of I'm okay and showing up and just always smiling, but being desperately broken on the inside. So I went on and and of all things, ended up being a swimwear model, which was probably like the unhealthiest type of modeling you could ever be after having trauma because there's so much body shaming anyways. But um, I did that. And then after a while, I just, I decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. So there wasn't a lot of issues really surrounding that. It wasn't until later having my children and launching my wholesale line, which I did really have that business with extremely little effort. Just in spring, I decided to launch a line. And that summer, I was in a showroom in LA and picked up reps and things like that. And then the product just started selling and going around the world. But the interesting thing was, is I couldn't break through the ceiling, which I didn't know at the time. Why couldn't I get to the next level? And now I realize it's because, for one, I had so much shame in my life that I felt like I didn't deserve to have what I had and what was coming to me. And I also felt like I hadn't worked hard enough to deserve it. And I find a lot of people will have success to a certain point and then they're either self-sabotaging, like making bad business decisions, not following their instincts, um, maybe not being mentored, different things like that. But, but with the clients I've had, I find in their heart of hearts, they just don't believe that they deserve it. It's very interesting. 
Yeah, you know what? That That's common. You're right. A lot of people feel that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about this on the podcast all the time. Sometimes people are scared mm-hmm. to get started because they mm-hmm. fear what will happen if I do have success and I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, mm-hmm. that hinders a lot of people. But eventually... Mm-hmm. It seems like you you ran into some of that, but then you overcame it, and and now we're mm-hmm. we're at the top of the hill, and you kind mm-hmm. of figured it all out that everybody has this power inside of them. So, mm-hmm. when did you have your aha moment, and what are you doing now to give back and help others? Because I know that you're doing some things, and, and you're really <laughs> getting ready to make a big impact. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, I got divorced five years ago and I hit absolute rock bottom Mm. and, you know, face in the carpet type of rock bottom. Um, and I just, I started reading. I, I chased God. Literally I chased God. I was so incredibly broken and Somehow, just the pieces started coming to you, to me, of, well, what are you believing? I I, I did go to counseling, but nobody in counseling ever said to me, what do you believe about yourself? And had somebody asked me that even a decade ago, I think it would have been a game changer or, you know, two decades ago, because this has been 36 years since that garage incident happened. But when you finally get to the point where you ask yourself, what do I believe about myself? And the answer was, well, I believe that I'm, I'm undeserving, that who would love me, that I'm not worth it. You have to step back again and say, is that the truth? Because let's say you and I were, you were my brother and you said to me, what are you believing? I told you, he would say to me, but that's not true. You know, that's not true, but we don't talk to ourselves like that. We just keep staying stuck in the story that we've bought into. We don't get really objective with ourselves and go, well, that's not true. And choose what we're going to believe yeah you have to find a way to get unstuck you know i I like that Mm -hmm. term unstuck because once you do that Mm -hmm. that's when the the good things start to happen for you Mm-hmm. And it, and it mm-hmm. seems like, you know, you were able to do that. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, you started launch your creativity. And mm-hmm. this is really helping a lot of women, but guys also can benefit from this. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. What is launch your creativity exactly? And, and what do you do to help people? Well, launch your creativity started when I had my wholesale line, just one day I thought, gosh, I'd really like to put on an event and inspire women to follow their their dreams. And this was probably about, gosh, I guess it's been seven or eight years now. That was about the time that I was starting to pivot with my own thinking. It was still very, very surface, but I knew that I wanted to do something. So I started putting on these events and just from my wholesale business, I was connected with a lot of other women in business and I was able to invite speakers to come and share. So I did that for several years, um, but it was a year and a half ago that I completely pivoted and I said, gosh, I just don't want to talk about 
starting a business anymore. I want to talk about matters of the heart and what does it take for people to really know who they are, accept their identity in truth, and, and for them to pivot and be able to move forward. And then if they want to go and be an entrepreneur, great. But I didn't want to do things more that was like, this is how you brand yourself and, you know, this is how you master social media. I just wanted to talk about, let's get healthy and whole and let's start loving ourselves and loving each other. So I just made that transition. I still have launched your creativity, but it did pivot. So okay. now it, it is about those things. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we, we talk about that all the time as an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's your right, you know, to pivot. And, and it's actually sometimes mm-hmm. in your best interest. You know, yeah. uh, like you said, trust your instincts. So that's a that's mm-hmm. a good tip for entrepreneurs listening. Don't be afraid to pivot and make changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. Yeah. This is what you're passionate about. Um, you're helping other people mm-hmm. heal. And mm-hmm. I, I think this is this is really what you should be doing. So with that being said, mm-hmm. if, if somebody wants to work with you, how do they mm-hmm. do that? And what's what's it like to work with you one on one and what benefit do they get out of it? Well, how they would do it is they would just reach out to me. They can either um, DM me or email me. My website is launchyourcreativity.com. And um, then I have a consultation with someone because not everybody is willing to really show up and do the work. And I won't take a client that's not going to be raw and show up because then they're spending their money and it's a waste because I want to get them results. So somebody would work with me privately that we would start off for seven weeks and it's a seven week path towards... Um, unearthing what is it that they're believing about themselves, getting in the truth, learning how to have healthy boundaries, um, self-love, self-grace. So there's quite a few different steps in there and each week is a different focus. And then, um, you know, I, I want them to come out the other end of feeling good again, feeling, um, you know, excited to wake up in the morning. Is there anything worse than waking up and just being like, oh, God, you know, another day? Yeah, exactly. That's that's a rough way to live. Definitely. So I really, I want to get people to the other side, but I want to be really clear. It's not a seven-week magic pill. Because like I told you when we were off the air, it's a bloody street fight if you've had trauma to get out of the proverbial garage and to decide what am I going to believe about myself. Um, I want to get a client to wake up every single day and say to themselves, what am I going to believe today? Am I going to believe the truth about that I'm capable and worthy or am I being hidden underneath the covers and hiding from life? Because if they keep doing that, you know, it doesn't go away. Got to deal with it. Yeah. Got to deal with it. And and it's nice to have somebody... That's kind of walking you through the steps, you know, like yourself, who's mm-hmm. been there, you're empathetic, yeah. you understand, and you can kind of guide them and work with them. Now, a lot of our yeah. listeners are guys. Mm-hmm. Um, do do mm-hmm. you work with men or is it strictly for women? No, I do work with men. And, you know, I have a real heart for you guys. And I'll tell you why. It's so much easier for a woman to ask for help. But men are told to suck it up and be a man. 
And that's a real disservice to you guys. So society tells you guys that, and then your wives are at home mad at you because <laughs> you won't show that soft side and be vulnerable. You guys get a, get a tough message there. But yeah, I, I love working with men. Okay, yeah, yeah a lot of, lot of mixed signals. You're right. Um, <laughs> society's like, you know, be tough, don't show your emotion. But but then, you know, yeah, the women mm-hmm. tend to like the vulnerable side. So we're a little confused sometimes. Yeah, do. We don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> I like that. Well, guys... Um, this story is like we mentioned is going to be laid out in her upcoming book The Girl in the Garage so stay tuned for that and if you want to stay tuned for that you'll definitely have to be following Sharon on her journey so Sharon how can they follow you and uh, uh, connect with you on Mm -hmm. social media but also your website because I think you have some free gifts on your website as well that kind of uh, help people but that way they can stay in touch and get updated when the book comes out yeah um, just hop on over to launchyourcreativity.com forward slash gentlemen and I will have a little downloadable worksheet for you guys where you can answer some questions about yourself it's just it's private it's something for you to do on your own um, then if you want to stay connected further on you know then my, you'll have my email that way and you can just reach out to me or- we're about to get into our fashion discussion but before we do I had to tell you guys if you're in the western New York area the Buffalo area you definitely have to check out Shabin's Taylor Shabin's has been tailoring for so long and on this podcast we've talked about how important it is for you to make sure that your clothes are fitting well and to find a good tailor and if you're in that western new york area you have to stop in and see shabins they're located on 1606 niagara falls boulevard in buffalo new york and they are actually the official tailor of the Organic Gentleman Club. They're an image consulting firm that provides sustainable branding for modern day gentlemen. And definitely, guys, I recommend them a lot. They'll take care of you. Check out Shabin's Taylor. Now it's time for the Entrepreneur Spotlight. Real professionals, real business owners, and entrepreneurs drop in and drop jewels on us. Looking to learn from others that have done it? Ready to get your business really rolling? Sit back and buckle up. Our experts are ready to inspire. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. Gather around. We are going to be talking fashion today with somebody who knows a whole lot about fashion and style. And that's a big part of this podcast. So what we want to do, though, is bring on people who are credible, people who are experts, who are knowledgeable, and that can help us all grow and develop our skills when it comes to maybe upgrading our wardrobe or styling our looks to make sure we're really cutting edge. And today we have the pleasure of speaking with Andy, and he represents Brandy and Co. And they are a bespoke clothier. They do handmade shirts and suits, and I will let him fill you in on the details. Andy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Richard. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here today. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on because, as I mentioned in the introduction, you as well as your company, Brandy & Co., you guys have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to fabrics, when it comes to bespoke clothing. So why don't you just go ahead and give us an overview about 
what your company is, what you all do, and, and maybe when you got started. So Brandy & Co. was actually um, established in 1987 as a company which my father set up by the name of Sir International Fashions, um, where we're custom-made tailors from Hong Kong. Uh, we travel across the world holding trunk shows, which nowadays um, are probably getting a bit more traction, but in between, it was non-existent. Um, and we set up a lot of trunk shows in hotel rooms, displaying all the fabrics, all the latest trends, and meet clients face-to-face, go through their uh, occasional uh, attire requirement or just their corporate retirement or just if they want to get a suit and fit them up and then obviously dispatch the garment. Now, this is a pretty successful business. Um, it's been happening for quite a long number of times, like a lot of years. It's, it's one where uh, customers get to see a tailor face-to-face. They get to interact with them. Um, from a cost perspective, too, Hong Kong is actually you know one of the best places to get a bespoke suit. Uh, and that, that's where we are. So in t- about 2017, um, I joined the business after uh, leaving investment banking for close to about eight or nine years. And we rebranded the company as Brandy & Co. to kind of appeal to a younger audience um, rather than have a, have a little uh, old name to it. And you know, our main markets right now are Australia, New York, London, Toronto, and Zurich. So this is this is basically where we're at right now, Richard. Well, that, that's a pretty amazing story, and the longevity speaks for itself. You guys definitely know what you're doing. It's nice to hear that you're a family business. But uh, something you said kind of piques my interest, and I'd love for you to touch on it and kind of educate us a little bit. Why is it so affordable for fabric or getting a bespoke suit in Hong Kong as opposed to other places that may come to mind like London or Paris or something like that? So I would say majority of the fact is that, you know, Hong Kong's known for its tailoring expertise. I would say after um, Italy and London, you know, you probably have Hong Kong in the loop as well. Uh, the cost of labor is actually just obviously fairly less compared to these cities. The, the amount of suits we can turn over and the speed that we can actually turn over without diminishing the quality of the garment is uh, pretty phenomenal. Um, so that's why a cost point actually becomes a bit better for us. Also, Hong Kong being the hub of Asia between China, between Europe, between US, it's it's like fabrics paradise. We have access to name name every fabric on the planet. We have access to it. You know, all the Italian brands from Senya, Lorapiana, Domio, um, Scabal, and China being nearby as well, we do have access to a lot of very good Australian wool fabrics, which you know probably never hit the shelf. They're probably not branded, but you know a very good fabric to wear overall. So that's sort of uh, a bit of the region, um, a bit about Hong Kong and why fundamentally it's it's always been a much more cost-effective place to get to without. You know, diminishing the quality. Even our 
our tailors are close to about say, north of 57, 60 years old. So they have a lot of experience behind their heads. That's always nice to hear. Uh, I know I'm a little biased when it comes to a tailor, but I, I tend to like somebody who's on the older side just because I know they've been doing this for 30 years or, you know, sometimes more. They can almost do it with their eyes closed. And so you kind of trust them a little bit more. Have you guys found this to be an advantage for your company, uh, having this longevity? And the reason I ask is because on Instagram, there's so many people popping up now calling themselves bespoke clothiers. And it, it makes you start yeah. to wonder um, how they got to be so. And, and are they really experienced or where are they sourcing their materials? So how's it worked out for you guys separating yourself from the market? So I think, yes, definitely having like older tailors um, uh, really makes a difference uh, in the garment. They understand they understand the fabric, they understand the body type, um, they understand how it's supposed to be done. You know, when we when we go on trips, we do a lot of measurements, starting from, you know, your, your chest, your waist, your stomach, and so on. Uh, we also take the customer's height and weight. Um, we do take uh, three pictures, front, back, and center as well. It gives us an idea about their posture. So we're quite detail-oriented in that terms. Um, I think with having someone on the older side for being a tailor, uh, you know, the tailors is obviously a benefit because they've kind of made so many suits, so they have that really that articulate hand behind them to cut this. You know, obviously I gotta worry about succession planning, that's the other thing, um, due to the age. But, you know, in, a, in, in old side, they've, they've seen everything, they've done everything, so it actually makes a big difference. Um, so yes, there is a lot of uh, tailors, or you could say brands which are popping up lately that uh, claim to say that they're doing bespoke. Yes, definitely, I think they're all, they're all doing it. And surprisingly, I would say they're doing it from, you know, an Asian region region as well most of them uh, they're they're basically uh, getting their garment made in Hong Kong or in China um, getting it dispatched pretty similar um, but I think the true art behind the custom-made suits or bespoke suits tailor-made suits is actually knowing every inch of it that's something which we know over the time you know, we know what fabric would drape well on a person. We know what pattern would suit a person. You know, there's also a big distinction, a big distinguish between um, bespoke, made to measure, um, which I think a lot of people as well don't know nowadays, um, or I would say they do, but you know, they get a bit confused. Um, so over the next coming podcast, you know, obviously this is my first podcast, but we're gonna get more and more involved into the suit making process what sort of patterns um, suit individuals what sort of ties go with what suits you know what's what's the background of like say something simple as a pocket square and so on to keep it entertaining for you guys 
Yeah, that sounds really good. And I'm glad you mentioned that because we will be doing a series and this will kind of be an educational series for the podcast. And the reason we want to have this collaboration with you all is simply because you do have this experience and a lot of knowledge behind it. So, it, you know, you whet our appetite a little bit. What, what are some of the other subjects that you think we'll be touching on over the next few weeks and months as we roll out this educational series? Obviously, we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna touch on a few things. So one's obviously gonna be fabrics. You know, giving giving people the difference between what sort of fabrics there are out there, what sort of patterns there are out there. So everything from a chalk check to a chalk stripe to a pinch stripe and so on. Um, we'll also we'll also get involved in um, matching your ties with your outfit, the right shoes for your outfit. So these are probably little basic etiquettes. It's something which I get asked a lot on on. Uh, course of my trunk shows um what shoe do i wear with what suit you know so obviously i suspect you know nowadays people just want to look the best they want to make heads turn when they walk into an area so we're going to kind of help the modern day gentlemen achieve that by guiding them on what to wear and so on um you know simple tricks you know such as what what sort of what sort of fabrics work better in the summer versus the winter um how to choose your perfect wedding wedding suit so just basic stuff like that we're going to touch on which is going to appeal to the audience and and hopefully uh grasp the appetite as well to listen to us more and more that sounds really good looking forward to that for sure now if if somebody is curious about getting in touch with you and using your service how can they do so because you guys are based in uh, Hong Kong and uh, 80% of our listeners are are coming from the US and then the other 20% are worldwide so if we don't attend one of these trunk shows in person are we still able to work with you all? Definitely. Look, um, you know, we do we do trunk shows across the U.S. Uh, once every three to four months. Um, you know, hopefully, let's see, Richard, where this goes. We'll definitely collaborate uh, and, and do something uh, together to kind of set up and bring a trunk show to uh, the nearest city as well. Um, you know, my, my contact details will, will be on this, uh, uh, I think, the notes on the podcast as well uh, you can get in touch with me and you know if you ever do need any advice let it not even be a suit but just general advice I mean feel free to email us we're very helpful that way um, you know so in terms in terms even if you miss a trunk show don't worry there's always there's always a next one you know all right, that sounds good. So everybody, yeah. feel free to reach out. We will have that in the show notes, and you'll be able to get in touch with Andy. Like we said, we'll be doing this series from time to time. He'll be coming back on, answering questions as he laid out. And definitely, we, we are planning to do a in-person event here in the States. And uh, so that will be a nice collaboration with uh, Harrison Blake. So you guys look forward to that as well. But before we go, Andy, we want to know... Uh, how we can follow you on social media and and maybe your website just for those listening if they want to punch that right in and kind of jump over and and get some visuals so the website is called brandyshirts.com fundamentally um 
it's obviously a bespoke company, but the reason is that you know most people would buy suits in person, but they would buy their shirts online. It's actually very cool. You can customize your shirts and visualize how it looks um, before you purchase it. So please log on to www.brandyshirts.com. Um, you can also follow us on Brandy Bespoke on Instagram. Uh, that's B R A N D Y Bespoke. Um, and in term, if you want to know when our next trunk shows would be, where it would be, please do email me on orders at brandyshirts.com as well so we can keep you in the loop. All right, that sounds good. Everybody take note of that. We look forward to the upcoming podcast. And Andy, we know that you are way on the other side of the world and we've got you probably. Uh, up at an inconvenient time but but we really appreciate you making time to join us on the life of a gentleman and we will be talking to you very soon thanks richard thank you for that yes i am in australia at the moment so you know it's a it's an early start for me but um nevertheless look this is something which you know i want to give to the audience i want them to know more about us i want them to know more about what they're wearing well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Life of a Gentleman podcast. I want to say a special thank you to our guest today. Special thank you to Sharon for coming on, opening up and telling her story, and also for being an inspiration and helping others as well. Really have to tip our hats to her. Well done, Sharon. Also, thank you to Andy from Brandy & Co. And as we mentioned in the interview, Andy will be coming on for a series of discussions. And the reason we want to have him come back on is because he has a wealth of knowledge. He has a lot of experience. Like we said, his family's been doing this for about 40 years and he's in the business a true professional and he'll be touching on a lot of things that can help us step up our style in ways we didn't really realize and and sometimes it's hard to tackle without somebody having that experience so this will be a nice little series that we have going and we look forward to our partnership and stay tuned because the next time andy comes on we have an announcement that will probably roll out and we took the show on the road back in the summer. You remember that? And we're going to do that once again. And Andy's going to join us. And so we'll be somewhere in the U.S. We will start here before we go out of the country. And we'll be connecting with you. And you'll have a chance to meet us, meet and greet. And also a chance to get your own bespoke suit. So I think you'll like that as well. So look forward to that. And next week we're talking with a social media genius somebody who is really doing big things and you won't want to miss it if you're wondering how to grow your instagram account if you're wondering how to connect and work with brands you'll want to tune in because he is really spilling all the juicy details and information on how you can do it and until next time guys take care these messages are brought to you by harrison blake apparel specializing in fashion accessories such as ties, lapel pins, and much more. Join the monthly subscription club where you will receive one necktie and four accessories for $25. To learn more, visit harrisonblakeapparel.com.